0: Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy G.D. In this episode, I'll be doing my Fantasy Basketball 101. I'll be telling you all the things you need to know about fantasy basketball. I'll even slip in a few players that I'm targeting, some that I'm not bothering with. So, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay guys, so it's your boy GD back once again with the All Things Basketball Podcast with yours truly, GD. And this episode, I'm totally going to geek out on this one because this is one of the things I love to talk about. And it is fantasy basketball. I'm going to give you my fantasy basketball 101. What is fantasy basketball? Well, it's much like fantasy football It's a season-long league that consists of players that you draft, and the leagues can be either free or they can be cash leagues, where you put in a set amount of money at the end of the year, there's a pool of money there that you can win. So you have those options there. And you have regular leagues, and then you have what you call dynasty leagues or keeper leagues. A keeper league is where you get to keep a certain number of players from the following season. So let's say you have a 15-man roster and you're in a keeper league and you're able to keep five of those guys. So you pick the five that you want and they'll carry over to the following season. That's how a dynasty or keeper league works. And usually when you join those leagues, you pretty much have to make a commitment of X amount of years that you're going to be in the league. I've never done keeper leagues, so that's the best I can explain in that regard. That's your keeper leagues. But what I'm going to focus on is regular league. Now with that said, let me tell you about the types of leagues. And there's five major types of leagues. You have your head-to-head leagues, which consist of three types of head-to-head leagues. There's head-to-head points. Head-to-head points is where you compete against another team for like a week's time. Whoever compiles the most points in that given week wins the week. So it's basically one win based on the accumulation of points that you have. And the league can be... Basically, your standard leagues are eight to nine categories. That's pretty much standards. And leagues can go from four teams up to 20 teams. I've seen 20 team leagues, never played in them, but I've seen that. And the more teams you have, the more extensive the research you have to do within the league. So you want to be able to have bench depth with guys that you know will get the minutes and so forth. But again, The larger the league, the more players you have to know, so bear that in mind. For example, with the points league, let's say points, like scoring-wise, is one point each. Three-point goals, maybe three points. Rebounds, one point. Assists, one point. Your steals and blocks are usually a higher amount of points from your regular points, rebounds, assists, those sort of things. They may be, let's say, five points for steals and for blocks, and then you have turnovers. That's usually a minus, usually minus one, or can even go to minus two, three, so forth. That's how you accumulate points, guys. So more points you score, once again, that gives your team the win. That's points, and head-to-head points is one of the more popular leagues. Actually, is pretty popular in both. ESPN especially ESPN and your Yahoo League let's transition to head-to-head categories and the categories can be oh with the points the categories can be just one category like for instance I have a league that's purely scoring so that's where the concentration is not anywhere else I'm actually in a league where it's just rebounds only rebounds so you can have leagues like that. Let me go back to head head categories. So you can have as little as three categories. Scoring, rebounding, assists. You can go that way. Your standards are usually eight or nine categories. Eight categories would exclude turnovers. And your nine category would include turnovers. Me personally, I prefer Not to have turnovers as a category, because to me, turnovers, they're, they're fluky, at least in my eyes. So why even have it there? So that's just me. But again, most of your leagues, nine categories, more likely than not, turnovers is one of those categories. And again, it's similar to points. You compete against another team for a week's time, usually from Monday to Sunday. And the only difference with categories head-to-head and points head-to-head, categories for each category you end up with the most, you get a win for that. Let's say it's a non-category league. If you win in points, rebounds, assists, usually field goal percentage, free throw percentage, and three-pointers made, as well as steals and blocks, and also turnovers, If you lead in all of those categories, you go nine and zero for the week. If you lead in eight of those categories, eight and one. You lead in seven of those categories, seven and two. You get the gist of it. And if you lose every single category, that's a zero and nine. That's not good. That is your categories league head to head. Then you have head to head most categories. If you win in the most categories, let's say in a nine category league, you're winning in points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. But you're losing in free throw percentage, field goal percentage, threes, and turnovers. You still win the week because you have five out of nine. So it's five and four. So you win the week. So that's how that works. So it's one win. Which is similar to head-to-head points, where accumulation of points, you only get the one win. Yeah, so that's the way head-to-head works. It still works with categories, but the person who wins the most categories for the week gets the win. That's how that works. Those are your three type head-to-head leagues. Then you have a total points league, where you can go as little as six teams, but you can go beyond that, obviously. Where you're competing against actually the entire league. It's similar to Rotisserie, which I'll talk about in a minute. And it's whoever has the most points in a variety of categories wins the league. So if you accumulate so many points as far as points scored, rebounds, assists, and all those things, you win for the entire league. Never played in one of those. I played in all the head-to-heads All the types of head-to-heads, but not that. And then your last one is Rotisserie, which they also call Roto Leagues. Again, like the total points, you're competing against the entire league each and every week. And you get points from your rankings each week. So, for instance, let's say your team scored the most points for the week. And you're in a 10-team league. If you're first place, you would get 10 points. Second place, 9 points. Third place, 8 points. And so on and so forth. If you lose the league, you're in 10th place, 0 points. And then at the end of the year, the amount of points you accumulated over the duration of a season is how you win the league. I played Roto before and roto is not for the faint of heart that's for sure you really got to stay on top of your team and categories and stuff i mean you still have to do it with those other types of leagues and you really have to draft for balance you want balance you want of course obviously people who score people who can rebound assists usually in the roto leagues it's usually field goal percentage and free throw percentage you definitely want big men who can sink their free throws and of course pretty proficient from the field don't want let's say a Mitchell Robinson type of center you don't want that unless you are heavy in the free throw percentage that it can offset his numbers then you got a chance but you don't want to Hinder yourself with a guy who will drag your rankings down. So that's something to bear in mind. But Roto League, it's entertaining as well. Categories. We talked about categories. So let me give you the most common. I think I did already. Points. Scored, obviously. Rebounds. Assists. Steals. Blocks. And now they've made up a term. Stocks which is a combination of steals and block. You want guys who can give you plenty of stocks. Also, amongst the common ones is field goal percentage, free throw percentage, and three-point goals made, which makes for eight categories. And then the ninth category would be turnovers, like I mentioned. In a nine-category league, more likely than not, it includes turnovers. In an eight-category league, it probably does not include turnover. Again, I'm one who doesn't like to play with turnovers. I don't like that. Here's some other categories. You have field goals made, free throws made. Now, I have a league that I've had around for a while, and it's actually the Black Mamba League. Of course, named for the late, great Kobe Bryant. But actually, when I started the league, he was still alive. Upon his passing, I changed the name of the league to the Black Mama Memorial League. But in that league, I do field goals made and free throws made. I don't use the percentages, so here's that. Also for categories, you have three-point goal percentage. Double doubles. Of course, that's double digits in points and rebounds or points and assists. And triple-doubles, of course, you know triple-doubles as double digits and scoring rebounds and assists. It's rare that you see a league that has quadruple-doubles in its categories because it happens very rarely, very rarely. But you usually see double-doubles, triple-doubles. Also, more nuanced categories, you have minutes played per game. That could be fluky as well. Also, assist the turnover ratio. You have that as a category. Fouls, you have as a category. Flagrant fouls, as a category. Ejections, as a category. To me, that's. Uh, I can't get into that. I can't get into fouls. I can't get in flagrant fouls and ejections amongst your categories. That's just beyond the pale for me. And then you have a category team win. Like, that night your player for the team wins, you get points for that. I mean, it's a myriad of these categories here. Again, I don't like to go too much beyond eight categories. I've been in leagues where double-doubles are amongst the points and so forth. So, if I see double-doubles and triple-doubles, that's okay. That's fine. But, I prefer an eight-category league without the turnovers. That's my preference. That is your categories, guys. Then you have the types of drafts. You have an offline draft where your team is predetermined for you offline. Some people like that and then they can go and make their changes. Me, I'd rather have my hands on drafting the team and picking the team. That's just me. And then you have live drafts where it can be One of three types of live drafts. There's the snake draft, which is the most common, where first round goes in order. Let's say it's 10-team league, 1-10, through and then coming back up, you're going to reverse the order. So the 10th pick would also pick the 11th pick. And then the 9th pick will be picking 12th, the 8th pick 13th, and so on and so forth. And then once you hit the 20 mark, you come back around to the person who picked first overall when the draft started. So, that's the way a snake draft works. Linear draft. I've been in a couple of these. Wherever it's determined you're slotted to draft, you stay that way each and every round. Which is similar to the NBA. Where, wherever a team drafts, in the next round, they usually draft in that order. That's what linear is. Which I like, but it's pretty rare to find linear drafts. Let me just say that. And then you have your random drafts, which is even more scarce. Where you can draft in one position in one round and then go to somewhere else in the next round. I don't like that because I don't think you can prepare yourself for a draft if it's random. I mean, you can You can know all the players, so on and so forth. But to me, it's a certain symmetry to knowing here you're drafting. This way you can kind of, especially in those leagues where you have a half hour before the draft where you can go into the draft lobby. This way you see where you're slotted at and you can kind of do the research right then and there. So with a random, I guess you could still do that too. But you have to know where you're picking each and every round going down. So, yeah, random. Nah, nah, I can't get with that. That That's your three types of drafts. And then you have salary cap or auction drafts where I'm not nuanced in it because I have never done an auction draft. Never. I'll tell you to the best of my ability. It's where owners draft from a set budget on players dependent upon their value. And from what I understand, you can nominate players, then they set a value, then you bid for a said player, and so forth. Again, I'm not well-versed in auction drafts, so I can only give you the layman's definition. What I've heard is once you go auction draft, you don't want to draft any other way. Some people, they swear by it, so I have to include it in this discussion. Then you have rosters. They usually consist of guards, forwards, and centers. Most of your standard leagues, whether it be Yahoo, whether it be ESPN, you're drafting in a standard league 13 rounds. You're drafting whether it be 8 teams, 10 teams, so on and so forth. It's 13 players that you're drafting, so it's 13 rounds. And in Yahoo, this is how it shakes out. Point guard. Shooting guard, guard. Small forward, power forward, forward. Then you have center, center. And after that, you have utility, utility. Which means you can slot any player there. Regardless of whether they're a guard, forward, or center. And then your bench is a three-man bench. So that's how that works out. And then... In ESPN League, it usually shakes out point guard, shooting guard, guard, small forward, power forward, forward, center, only one center. And then you have three utility players instead of the two. And then you have three bench players. So that's how it is on ESPN. That's your standard leagues. If you join a custom league, this is a league where... He creates categories, he creates a point system if it's a points league, and then he creates rosters, how rosters shake out. And roster size and positions can vary in custom leagues. I've been in leagues where it's 15 rounds. I've been in leagues where it was more than 15 rounds. In fact, I just did a draft, it was 17 rounds. And the positions, that's varied. They varied. You also can be in leagues where it's just guard, guard, forward, forward, center. In other words, you can slot any type of guard into the guard position, whether it be point guard or shooting guard. Any type of forward, you can slot in small forward, power forward, wouldn't matter. And center. And then, in most of your leagues, they'll have players that play multiple positions. Whether it be point guard, shooting guard. Let's say, I'll give you an example. Donovan Mitchell for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I've seen him slotted as a point guard and as a shooting guard. Although we know primarily he plays shooting guard. But they also slot him as a point guard. Kevin Durant, let's use another example. For the Phoenix Suns, sometimes they well they have him slotted as a small forward slash power forward. In other words, he can play both forward positions, so he lists this as such in fantasy as well. Then, take a guy like Anthony Davis for the Los Angeles Lakers. They'll slot him as a power forward slash center. Whereas, he can play the power forward, he can play the center. So, you have that also. That is your explanation of the roster size. And actually... The Black Mama League that I told you that I run. I only use five starters. Two guards, two forwards the center. And have a ten player bench. And I use... This is a Yahoo League. I use injury list plus. I don't use injury lists, And I'll explain that in a minute. So I have a deep bench. Five starters. So it kind of forces you to think who are the best guys I can slot into these positions here. Someone who could give me balance, the scoring, the rebound, assists. who's good on steals, blocks. Or I may have a person that's, or a couple of players that's dominant in one area and a few players that may not. So the stronger players carry the load for the other players. I may have a few guys that can block shots in there. This way, I can cover myself. I'll have like a guy who's like a, you know, amongst the top 10 types in blocks, but I'll also have somebody in there as well who's proficient in blocking shots, also. So it works itself out nonetheless. Now, in terms of the injured list, I just mentioned that. In Yahoo, that's why I like Yahoo Leagues. Sorry, ESPN. I like Yahoo Leagues because you have the injured list and you have injured list plus. And this is where you could put injured players. The difference is IL is longer-term injuries. IL Plus is short-term. And those were created... Actually, the IL Plus was created right after the pandemic. 2020-2021. Why was it created? Because guys were missing games because of COVID. So, instead of putting them as a long-term injury... They just put them as IL+. Plus. So, you know, eventually the person's going to come back once they're cleared. So, Yahoo created this. I think this was one of the best inventions that they've done in terms of the fantasy basketball. That's for sure. So, now you could put guys in there who's like game time decisions. You can slot them in there if you want. You can slot a guy who's going to be out of game. You can slot a guy who has a long-term injury. But... That's if you don't have regular injured lists or IL position. I just use IL Plus for the Black Mama League I told you about. And then ESPN, what they do, they have an IR. And this is where you can place players who are declared either out or they have long-term injury. And thankfully, ESPN has it where an out player can be slotted in there, thankfully. So that doesn't jam you up too much. Maybe you need to fill that slot with somebody. You can stick them in the IR and then go get somebody off the waiver wire. Only other thing I want to talk about. I mentioned waiver wire. It's mostly free agents on there. It's not like football where you got to wait for Wednesday and you go pick up somebody. Once a player's dropped... Then you have X amount of days before you can make a claim on that player. That's the way that works. But most of the time, if the player is already out there on the waiver wire, they're pretty much like free agents. You can just pick them up. But a drop player, you may have to wait a few days before you can get them, depending on the league. And then trades. Trades, I'll just say, in trading, guys... You don't want to be ridiculous with trades. You don't want to say offer somebody like Nick Claxton and maybe a Jalen Brunson for Nikolai Jokic. That deal's probably not going to fly and you'll probably get laughed off by the person who actually has the Joker. That type of trade probably won't fly. Although, it may sound like it's a good trade, but you're not getting value for value doing that. Yeah, so you don't want to make too many lopsided offers, then you won't be taken serious. I guess that's what I'm getting at. That's something to bear in mind when making these trade offers. So with that said, what tips can I offer you guys? Firstly, prepare for your draft. By all means, prepare for your draft. I usually go out there and buy a magazine, Street and Smith. No, Lindy, I'm sorry. It used to be Street and Smith. Lindy is the one you go to for pro basketball. Like They'll give their season previews, if you will. Of each team. Then they have a little section for fantasy basketball as well. That you can utilize also. But I like looking at each team this way. I can understand the depth chart better. I know which players that I think will pop. And which players may not. So prepare, prepare, prepare guys. Don't be that guy who in a draft where. Oh I even explained that part but I'll do it now. Also, what happens is during a draft, you're given a set amount of seconds or minutes to draft. Some have it set for one minute. I think one minute's fine. I think that's fine. I've seen 30-second drafts. I love those because you have to be prepared. With <laughs> a 30-second draft, you have to be prepared, especially in the case where somebody above you takes a guy that you want You got to be quick to know how to pivot and have a plan B, a plan C, so forth. 45 seconds, I like those two. 90 seconds, I think, is a bit much. Two minutes is absurd. It's absolutely absurd. I would never be a part of a league where the draft, you're giving a team two minutes before they pick. Because you know something, guys? You give a team two minutes... A team is going to take two minutes, and that slows down the draft to a halt. Oh, 90 seconds I'm pulling out my hair. It's about people waiting until the last second. Definitely, you have to be prepared, so let's put that out there. Don't be afraid to draft your guys. Maybe guys that you're targeting, that you want by any means necessary, you want that guy. Don't be afraid to go around or two higher to get him. I'll tell you some of the guys I'm targeting right now. Scotty Barnes of the Toronto Raptors. From what I'm reading and hearing, especially from the new coach over there, Rajakovic, the new coach for the Toronto Raptors, it sounds like they're putting the ball squarely in the hands of Scotty Barnes. having him be the playmaker. I know they have Dennis Schroeder. I understand that. I get that. But I think he's going to pop this year. Scotty Barnes will. He's someone I'm starting to target. Also in my drafts, I'm targeting Titus Jones of the Washington Wizards. I understand. I get it. Everybody's going gaga over Jordan Poole. And rightfully so. But I think Titus Jones will have a major impact over there. Especially from a fantasy perspective. So I like Titus Jones. Also, I like... Trey Jones of the San Antonio Spurs. I like him also. Somebody's going to have to run that offense over there. And, of course, Wimley. I've been in a few drafts. People are drafting him high. I've taken him in one draft higher than what he's supposed to be. About a round. I think he'll be a fun player to have on your roster. But Trey Jones is who I'm talking about. If I were to lose out on a Titus Jones, I wouldn't mind drafting a Trey Jones. In this place, Or even just drafting them both. Also, someone that I'm targeting. Ben Mafferin I'm targeting. I think it seems like Indiana's pretty much washed their hands of Buddy Heal. They're trying to move him. But I think Ben Mafferin, I think his sophomore year. I think he's going to be able to produce with that team. So I like Ben Mafferin. I understand. I get it. They brought in Obi Toppin. But shoot, OB Toppin, he's got to beat out J'Race Walker. So that's a whole nother issue. But I like Ben Mafferin. And I'm going to say a name that people may cringe about, but Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, I think, is incumbent upon the Nets to at least feature him, if not for anything else. If Ben Simmons is healthy, he's going to put up some good numbers. Shooting percentage may be another story, but the numbers itself, I have no issue whatsoever drafting Ben Simmons. Because you're drafting him late, so, you know, you take a flyer on him, see what happens. So, Ben Simmons is someone I've been targeting. Low risk, high reward, so we'll see. Mark Williams, I think, with that Charlotte team... And no one in sight who can rebound the ball like him. And I've been drafting him in drafts. Also, another guy, Daniel Galford for the Washington Wizards. They have him listed as power forward, which I don't understand. Because I thought they were going to put Kyle Kuzma in that position and have him play center. So, In any event, I like Galford, especially for blocks. I think he's going to be able to give you a ton of blocks there. I hear people downplaying Walker Kessler. I don't know why. I guess I know why. You have a John Collins that you just brought in. You still have Kelly Olynyk, But I think he's going to give them big minutes at the center position. And I think he's somebody you can target also. Guys, I'm staying away from Chris Paul. I want no parts of Chris Paul because... I know Steve Kerr says he wants to start him, but I think eventually they're going to make a choice to slide him to the bench. I think that's going to end up happening. Chris Paul is someone I'm not targeting. Kawhi, I'm on the fence about Kawhi. I know they put all these rules in place. I get that, but he's just hard to trust, man. He's hard to trust. (sighs) If he were to slide down in the draft, maybe I would scoop him up. But at his current ADP, oh, ADP, by the way, is average draft position. But at his current ADP, I can't risk it. That high, you want guys that are solid, guys that are going to play. I'd much rather take a Mikhail Bridges over a Kawhi Leonard. I'm sorry. That's the way I feel about that because I know Mikhail Bridges is going to be out there. Kawhi That's a whole other issue. So Kawhi is someone I'm fading on. I know people are down on Rudy Gobert. I would still draft him because I would probably give him a mulligan because he was without Carl Anthony Towns, who could have probably took some of the load away from him. Yeah, um, I'm not that down on Rudy Gobert as other people are. Jalen Green... With all the moves they made over there, I am not sold on him because I think they're going to distribute the ball out to other guys. Jalen Green, I think he'll be fine. I just don't think he's going to shine the way people think. That's just me. Kate Cunningham is a guy who, at his current ADP, I'm not that thrilled with. And Jaden Ivey, a lot of people are down on him. I don't understand why. And I even saw where Monty Williams had him coming off the bench in preseason. But it's no way he can go with Alec Burks over Ivy. He can't do it. I'm high on Ivy. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be okay. But Kay Cunningham, I'm not as sold as everybody else is on him. Maybe it's me. I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. A player that I'm thinking hard and long about, DeAndre Ayton. I mentioned that maybe a couple of episodes ago. I love the fact that Portland wants him, and I think they're going to feature him. I understand, I get it. Robert Williams III is there now, but you know he's injury prone, so you're going to have to monitor his minutes, monitor him from game to game as far as where to sit him, so forth. But DeAndre Ayton's one who I would be targeting also. All right, guys, so that is my fantasy basketball episode. I did promise it to you, so here it is, guys. I'm going to push this one out before the weekend comes. I got a big event coming up, so definitely want to get this episode out because the next time you'll hear from me, it will be my season preview. So I'll be doing a preview of the season. I'll tell you who will finish where as far as what I see I'll give you my early postseason award predictions as well. Alright, guys. So as always, I thank you for listening. All things basketball with gd.com. That is the website. That sportsdudegd at gmail.com. That's the email address on all the platforms, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. I'm there. Social media, I'm there all over the place. IG, Facebook, TikTok, you know, me and X, Twitter, don't get along. I go on if I need to, so on and so forth. All right, guys, I am done. Oh, one last thing. I did hear from a dedicated listener, Kevin. We spoke on IG and just want to give him a shout out. He's been listening for a while now. I just wanted to shout him out. He reached out to me. Gave me some feedback. Which I appreciate. Kevin I'm working on. Thing we talked about. So thank you for listening. I appreciate it. And just want to give you your shout out. Definitely appreciate everyone that. Is dedicated and listening to this podcast. But Kevin reached out to me. I wanted to give him a shout out. So alright guys. So that is it. I thank you for listening as always. And. We'll talk soon. Take care. So, my peeps, if you like what you're listening to, you can go to my website, www.allthingsbasketballwithgd.com. You can also email me at that at gmail.com. To support this podcast, you can go to my PayPal, and that email is... That sportsdo gd at gmail.com. Also on my anchor page, I have a support button there that you can also use to help the podcast. I'm on all the major platforms like Anchor, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon, SoundCloud, YouTube, Castbox, Radio Public. Podchaser, just to name a few. And also, you can find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse, and Fanbase. So, once again, I thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. And take care and be safe.